0: Praise the Lord. I uh, thank the Lord for each and every one of you that's tuned in to be
1: with us tonight. May the grace and peace of God be multiplied
0: in your life. Begin to think about the year 2020. It's almost crazy.
1: It's almost crazy, in fact, that we're approaching the end of it. Just about 30 minutes away from entering a new year 2021 think back over 2020 and when we started last year i don't think anyone had in their minds that we would have the kind of year that we had in 2020. it's really pushed uh, each of us in our own way it's tested us it's tried us it's been a crazy chaotic year to say the least think about how the year began like most years begin great expectation new year new opportunities things are going to be better this year than they were the previous year all the promises that we make to it to ourselves and to others of all the change that's gonna take place all the weight we're gonna lose all the uh, money we're gonna make all the you know restored relationships and new relationships and new jobs new experiences seems like we always have these grand plans but in this year
0: I think about every one of us was challenged in, in possibly every way possible seems like this year has been crazy from the pandemic to
1: an economic crisis that's still occurring for many, um, uh, not just Americans, but just many people across the world, businesses that have closed and people who have lost their jobs and are struggling from day to day trying to make ends meet. And we've experienced an influx of hate. Seems like it's been ramped up.
0: And there's been the political chaotic climate that we've had. Even in our own city,
1: Columbus, Ohio, we've broken the homicide record. When I say we broke it, we broke it, we shattered it. It wasn't even close. Our worst year pales in comparison to the year that we've had just related to homicides alone. So many things have happened this year. So many problems, so many trials and tribulations have come. It makes you almost wonder what in the world is going on. Thinking about what I would say tonight, God wanted me to remind you of something that sometimes we forget. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Romans, the 5th chapter, the 1st through the 5th verse going to read uh, this passage to you. I'm going to share a couple of words with you. I'm going to pray and I'm going to let you go. I don't want to wear your patience. I know that some services have been on for hours. I just want to leave something with you to think about as we transition into a new year. The book of Romans, the fifth chapter, starting at the first verse, reads, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. I think over this past year, the church did not take advantage of the opportunities that was presented, that was presented to us. I think many of us have missed the mark. We've definitely missed the mark of this glorious truth because of how far short we've come in just this short span of time. Instead of rejoicing in the glorious hope that God has given us, we've moaned, we've groaned, we've complained, we've lived discouraged and defeated lives throughout this year. Many of us gripped with fear, paralyzed, afraid of what next is going to be said or what next is going to happen. We slip back into the ways of the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, these things we've begun to pursue after, figuring God has left us. Some of us have be- just become discouraged and defeated. We're no longer conscious of the glorious hope of the glory of God. Ephesians 1, through 8-9 says, Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery
0: of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. When man is truly justified, that man is no longer living defeated
1: by trials and tribulations, or by the chaotic experiences of the human existence. Trials and sufferings no longer discourage and swamp. Uh, you know, a justified person in their heart, in their mind, in their spirit. It no longer casts them down into the dungeon of despair, nor do they allow themselves to uh, garner a hopeless spirit. As a matter of fact, when you understand your justification, it's the very opposite that's true of you. Trials and sufferings become purposeful. They become meaningful. When you're truly justified, you understand that your life and your welfare are completely under God's care. That you are completely under God's watchful eye. That he hasn't taken his eyes off of you. Therefore, whatever events may come into your life, whether they're good or bad, you understand that they are being allowed by God, and if God is allowing it, there must be a reason behind it even a reason that we may not understand or yet be able to explain. When we understand that we are in the hands of God, we know that whatever we experience in life, there is a reason behind it. We also understand that God will take the trials and the sufferings of this world and will work them for our good. Even if God has to twist and move every event surrounding the life of the so-called believer. If we look up the word work in the classical Greek, it comes from categorizomai. And it's the first word or or, or the first um, time it's ever really written down or talked about is by Sophocles. From the beginning, it had two basic definitions. First, it was to do or to finish, to accomplish. And the second is to till or to cultivate, such as in cultivating land. In at least one place, Plato used it to mean to practice or to work at something. If you look into the Septuagint, which is the Greek version of the Hebrew Bible, you'll find that 11 times It's translated eight different uh, Hebrew words meaning this very same thing while all containing a basic meaning among the various passages that you find this.
0: The basic definition incorporates to overpower or to conquer. In the New Testament, you'll find that this word work
1: It's used 21 times by Paul in his writings. The basic idea is doing something. It is seen in all 24 references this one way. To do something. Generally speaking, more emphasis is placed on the end result of the action rather than on the actual act or the work itself. Many extra-biblical references in the New Testament period of time also use this, and they generally follow the basic definition of doing something. This explains the great benefit of trials and tribulations and sufferings. It shows exactly how the trials and sufferings of this life work for our good. They do something good for us even though we may not be able to fully understand because we're grappling with the suffering itself. Instead of stepping back and looking at the entire picture, we are focused on just one mere aspect of the entire scene. The word trials or tribulations, thlipsis means pressure, oppression, affliction, and distress. It means to be pressed together ever so tightly. It means all kinds of pressure ranging from day-to-day pressures to pressures of confronting even the most serious of afflictions, that of death itself. Trials, what do they do? What is it that they're doing? Are they doing something for us? Well, the Bible tells us that trials work patience. Patience is that endurance That fortitude, that steadfastness, that constancy, that perseverance. The word is not a passive word, it is an active word. It's not the spirit that just sits back and puts up with the trials of life, taking whatever may come our way. Rather, it is a spirit that stands up and faces the trials that life throws at it, that's actively going about conquering and overcoming them. When trials confront a man who is truly justified, he is stirred to arise and face the trials head on. He immediately steps out to conquer and overcome them in the power of God that dwells in him. He knows and understands that God is allowing the trial in order to teach him how to work patience, how to do something, With his endurance that will result in his good. This is not so much teaching the believer patience as it is teaching the believer how to use patience
0: or how to put patience to work, how to make patience do something for them. For
1: ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God, you might receive the promise, Hebrews 10 and 36. James makes a poignant statement in James 1, 2 through 4, my brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. You see, patience does something. It stirs experience. Experience is character, integrity, and your strength. It's the idea that of being proven experience or gaining strength because of the trials of life. The word is more accurately translated as character. So when a person that is justified by Christ endures Trials, they come out of it stronger than they were when they entered it, not weaker. They're a person of much stronger character, much stronger integrity, because they understand more about the presence and the strength of God working in their life. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4 says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and god of all comfort who comforteth us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of god and we know what he said in second corinthians 12:9 through 10 and he said unto me my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in weakness Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in
0: distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Experience also does something. It stirs hope.
1: To expect with confidence or to have an anticipation suppled by knowledge, to look in long with assurity, to desire with an assurance, to rely upon with certainty, to
0: trust with the guarantee, to believe with knowledge, hope is expectation, anticipation. It's
1: looking and longing for, desiring, relying upon, and trusting. But it is also confidence, surety, assurance, certainty, knowledge, and a guarantee. When you are justified, you become stronger in character because God draws you closer. And the closer that he draws you, the more he hopes for the glory of God to
0: be revealed in you. Here's an amazing thing about hope. Hope never shames. It
1: never disappoints. It never deludes. It never deceives. It never
0: confounds. It never confuses. We believers who are truly justified by Christ In the face of trial and tribulation don't have to be disappointed or ashamed because we
1: are filled and fulfilled with hope we understand that he will live forever and because he lives forever we will live forever in his presence inheriting his promise romans 9 and 33 says whosoever believeth on him Shall not be ashamed, Philippians 1 and 20. According to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be
0: magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. You don't have to be ashamed for what's going on, you see. There's a continuous experience
1: of God's love through the presence of the Holy Ghost which has been given unto you even during times like we have experienced. You see, God's love is demonstrated in the fact that he justified us because of our faith in his Son. The Holy Ghost sheds the love of God abroad in our hearts he grows us and matures us in the love of God increasing our understanding of what God has done and is still doing for us it helps us to learn God more and more to understand him so that we can receive the promises that he has for us
0: this has been truly A trying year. It's a year. A year we'll probably never forget. It may rank up there. For some of us. As our worst year to date. But for. Me. With all the suffering and. Trials and tribulations and setbacks and. Everything that's occurred, there's one thing that I've not lost sight of. My life is hidden in the life of Christ. One of
1: my elders often quotes the scripture, It's not I that lives, but Christ that liveth in me if Christ is alive in me and he's overcome the world and everything that is in the world, then my hope or my expectation is grounded upon the fact that God has already seen me through everything that I will ever face in this existence. So though this year may have been trying, I can come into 2021 and I know some of us might be thinking to ourselves, this is the time we scream Jumanji so that we can get out of this game and hope that 2021 is not just another sequel to the famous movie, but that 2021 is a year filled with change from what we've experienced I see 2020 as a year that has prepared us for what 2021 is going to bring it's made us stronger it's increased our integrity our character
0: it's given us a greater understanding of the love of God the presence of God in our life
1: I believe that we're coming into a year that's going to be unlike any other year that we've ever faced. I believe that we'll come out of this pandemic. We'll come out of this economic crisis.
0: I believe that churches will be filled again for a season. I
1: believe that the people of God will take advantage of the opportunities that are presented to
0: them. But my hope is that we've learned something in this year, 2020. We've seen things about ourselves that we need to address. We've seen some of our weaknesses. We've seen some of the things that
1: maybe are in us that should not be. So as we enter a new year,
0: let us shed these things. Let us let go of the fear. Let us stand together in unity and in peace.
1: Let us operate in love one toward another. Let us live selfless lives with a desire to be a help one to another. Even if they don't look like us, sound like us, or behave like us, let us love on everyone even as Christ has loved on us. Let's not repeat the errors of
0: our past, but let's forge a new future. Our destiny is in our hands. Let's make it what God intends it to be.
1: By walking in love, standing in faith,
0: believing in the word, which is true. Let our lives exemplify Christ. Let us stop trying to satisfy our flesh.
1: And let us begin to walk in the spirit of God that is in us
0: and truly live out the scripture that I am dead and he is alive. Function in the word that declares I am now what he is. I'm an overcomer. I'm already victorious. I'm already healed, delivered and set free.
1: And I'm going to go out and heal, deliver, and set free everyone that I possibly can. Because God has granted to, that, to us a new year, a new opportunity, another chance.
0: By his grace, he's empowering us to take advantage of this opportunity. Let's take it by storm. Let's let the world know the church is still here. That we've come through this. We're stronger because of it. Know that I'm praying for you. I'm praying for the entire body of Christ. And I'm believing God for an outpouring of his spirit, for a revival in the land, for the restoration of peace, for unity in the body. Let's look to the Lord. Father, we thank you for everything we've experienced in 2020, knowing that
1: you've been with us through the entirety of it. It did not come to you as a shock. It was not something that took
0: you by storm. But not only were you aware of it, you already dealt with it. You've brought many of us through it. Some of us didn't make it. Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters who may even now be dealing with the fallout of this pandemic, whether it be sickness in their body, economic failure, breakup in the home, or if violence has visited them. We ask for thy covering and thy peace, the restoration of your joy that you would supply according to their need that which will keep them and
1: prosper them. Let your blessing come pressed down, shaken together and overflowing. Pour out to them that they might pour out to others. Reignite your spirit in us.
0: Father, let us feel your presence, be led by your word. Let revival hit this nation Let us be the spark that shines bright but doesn't fizzle out. Father, use us for your glory. Cover and keep your people as we transition into this new year. Bless them. Heal them. Open up doors of opportunity for them. Make ways for them that they have not yet seen. Increase, increase your blessing upon them. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for you are a great God. There is none like you. There is none like you. We accept your son who came in obedience, laid his life down, transferred on us his righteousness
1: that today we might be seen and counted by you as righteous, not because of works we have done, but because of what he has done for us.
0: We thank you, Father, for this grace that you have shown us, this unmerited favor. Prophetically, we thank you now for prosperity
1: and peace. We thank you for a unified body We thank you for a church on fire, a church full of revival and life, a church full of love, a church full of your people. We thank you right now for the exercise of your anointing and your gifts, the varying works
0: of your spirit in your people. We thank you, Father. We receive it right now by faith. We ask, Father, that you would cover and keep us from all hurt, harm, and danger. That you would
1: prosper us and bless us. You'd let your glory shine in and through us. And you'd grant to us great peace. And our going out and in our coming in, and our lying down and in our rising up, in our labor and in our leisure, in our laughter and in our tears, until that time you come, and the trump sounds in the heavens, and the dead in Christ rise, and we that are yet alive meet them in the air, To forever be with you. Father, we ask an outpouring of your spirit such as we have never seen before. We ask for the loosing of our tongue that we might speak with great boldness
0: according to your truth. Father, you said you teach our hands to make war, you teach our hands to fight.
1: We surrender that you might come alive in
0: us. We thank you right now for great victory, for the defeat of our enemies. We thank you for our resurrection. We thank you for what is next in us. For we know our latter shall be greater than our former. God bless you.
1: Heaven smile upon you and grant to you great
0: peace. Happy New Year. Have a wonderful, wonderful New Year.